It's our little intro. We don't do the cold opens like Rogan. You can rip the whole fucking thing apart if you want. There we go. There we go. All right. Today's guest is a British sports analyst, actor, commentator, and former UFC middleweight champion. He's the first British fighter in the world to win a UFC championship, and he remains the sole British winner of UFC title. He's a dream guest of mine because he may have won that UFC championship with only one eye working. So that's inspirational he to is me. A of modern science. The guy is <laughs> I don't know how many people can relate to that, but I can pretty closely relate. Like how many of you guys tell me my documentary has helped you. His documentary has randomly came on autoplay when I just got home from eye surgery with my eye stitched shut, not knowing if it was ever going to work again. This guy's documentary came on and it gave me hope that I can still go on and achieve my dreams. Conceive, believe, and achieve. (laughs) To be honest, if I had to choose a dream guest between Michael Bisming or Conor McGregor... Fuck Conor McGregor. I would choose... Let's be honest, I would choose McGregor because I'm a sellout (laughs) and I'm a fucking scumbag and I'm all about this, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. Thanks for doing this, man. My pleasure. So where do I look? Do I look at you or look at the screen? I mean, wherever. Our eyes don't even fucking work, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, you, you got know? two eyes anyway. <laughs> I well, do. What's your problem? Your eyes work. What's I the do. big I deal, mean, man? I, I, you, I got, got, you got hurt. You did a stupid fucking accident. Right? Yeah. <laughs> do stupid shit. Stupid shit happens. At least you, you got fucked hurt. your eyeball up, but you're good. Yeah, you, you live get, to tell the tale. You got hurt in a cooler way than I nah, did. I saw that clip, though. It, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. What were, you, what were you trying to do? Just talk me through it because I was driving the car. I was like, I better have some kind of information. But yeah. I just saw you on like a fucking forklift swinging around like crazy. I was trying to be a team player. My buddy was stressed out about his videos. You know, we have to constantly push it for content. And, you know, like you as a fighter, you know, you have a career, you fight for money. Yeah. Now it's nice that you can have a career as an analyst and you could still work in the sport. And you could still make money that way. And you love it. You love what you do. If I run out of video ideas, if my videos start getting shittier, my channel dies, my career is done. Sure. You know, yeah. and then, then I got to get in the fight game. I guess it's how YouTube works now. So there it is. Yeah, well, you said a moment ago, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got the, the trainer extraordinaire, Liam, here. Yeah, we have Liam. We're working. We're getting, we're just getting yeah. ready. I've been calling people out. Nobody's taking the bait. Who are you calling out? I've called out everyone. Nobody's bit yet. Anybody we would know? I haven't called out the Paul brothers, because let's be honest. If you called them out, it'd be too cliched anyway. Everyone's doing that. They're getting yeah. called out every two seconds, you know? So you ain't going to get any traction there, because there's actually legit fighters calling them out these days, yeah. which is wild. You know, I might go down to Tijuana and get a fight down there with like a guy that's 0-15 or something. So I don't know too much about your eye condition. I mean, maybe you can tell me, but is that wise? Because I obviously had an eye injury and I was told not to fight. I was begged not to mm-hmm. fight and I still did, but, but you're not a fighter, but you have an eye injury, but now you're choosing to embark on a fighting mission, adventure, whatever it is, a career. I don't think it's a career, but you're I mean, just doing it for fun, do for it content. Professionally, I might yeah, just but, get on a fight on the, on the street, yeah, down on the yeah. sidewalk downstairs. I never know when, you know. Yeah. But I've gone through eight or nine surgeries now in the past year and a half. I don't even know. If, what I'm was the actual issue? anymore. Detached retina. Yep. Shattered orbital, full orbital blowout. Yeah. So if you do a scan of my face over here, it looks like a fucking iPhone, like the yeah, inside yeah, of an yeah. iPhone, all types of little screws and yeah. shit. But my vision's, you know, fortunately, thank God, my, my vision's Good. better. It's just when I look like this, If I now I see four of you guys over there, but... You know, whatever. That's weird because when I used to have double vision, that went away because the the two eyes, the brain chooses the good eye over the bad eye. Uh-huh. So so that the, the vision in this eye initially it was 
double vision, but then that went away because the brain can't overload with too many images. You know so, what I'm saying? It won't work. So it fucked off the image from the bad eye. So your brain just trains you to get used to it. Yeah. Well, well, well I'm totally blind in my right eye these days. How did you uh, have the last fight, uh, the last couple? The well, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. And <laughs> this is this is unreleased information. So you, did, I mean, you can't say that you no, lied no, no, to the no. doctors. I, 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 yeah, of course, I bullshitted my way through it. You know, I'm I'm retired now. Uh, there's, I can't tell the truth. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell the truth. I have a book. I lied in that. I have a documentary coming out, and I pushed the envelope a little bit. In Another that. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one did you see? I saw my destiny. Oh yeah, no, that's fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's very good compared to what's coming out. <laughs> the documentary saved my life. It's great. That's a good one. I loved it. I loved it, but compared to what's coming out next month, it's yeah. very cinematic. It's being released through I can't say who, but it's a massive worldwide studio that everyone's heard of. Uh, that 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 gives a bit more information. It's it's a fantastic documentary. Do you want to hear my story? Absolutely. I was in the UFC did that for a long time and I fought Vitor Belfort who's a renowned steroid cheat juiced up juiced up <laughs> beyond control you can see a side by side of what he looked like when he came off the steroids but anyway whatever he was, no, he was no, no, whatever because I was also cracked by you know somebody else like you know I, I did a stupid thing but also I was I didn't sign up to do what I was actually yeah. doing that hurt me you didn't sign up to fight a guy on PEDs you didn't, no no you no, didn't no, no 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 definitely not you're the first to say about people taking steroids in the uh, UFC or MMA well, I don't think the first. I but think you were one of the ones. I, who yeah, I, I always had a right. very big uh, stance against it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever wake up fucking pissed off at Vitor? Still? Nah, I, I think he's a scumbag. Yeah, I, I don't waste any mental energy on him. I mean, look at that. That's the guy right there through a samurai sword. Yeah. Certainly, this. Maybe asshole. this is not the best way to deal with this mentally. But you just gotta let it go. You just gotta deal with it. You you can't let that shit make you. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can't carry that burden on your shoulders, Jeff. My mom says to me, she says, you know, God always tells you to forgive, and that's the only way to live a happy life. And my dad says, hey, you're a goddamn idiot for going on that thing. It's your fault. Yeah. Well, so I'm on you the do fence. have a little bit of responsibility for what you do. Absolutely, and I take know? full responsibility. I mean, not full. I take half responsibility. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, take the rough with the smooth. So you, you yeah. So you I fought, fought a guy I fought, on I Bell for He kicked me in the head. A few months later, whenever I was in a restaurant, because you know restaurants are always dark, mm -hmm. I'd be like wiggling my fingers and I couldn't see them. And I remember at one dinner, I said to the prawn, I said, just do that there. I said, can, can, can you see your fingers? And everyone was like, yeah. And then everyone was making fun of me at the table and whatnot. Anyway, it started off here. And then by the end of it, my hand would be there and I couldn't see. And I was sitting at my kitchen counter one day and I couldn't fucking see that. And I'm like, this isn't right. So then I Googled it. And of course, anytime you Google something, you know, it's like if you fucking say, I've got a lump on I have dick, AIDS. You've got AIDS. Yeah. You're going to die. So anybody said detached retina. So yeah. I called up a, a Google retina doctor. It turns out there was one right by my house. So I call them up and I say, yeah, hi, I, I think I've got a detached retina. They said, why do you say that? I said, well, because when I put my fingers in front of my face and wiggle them, I can't see them. They went, oh, you need to come in right now. So I went in, they did the test, you know, they dilate your eyeball and all that stuff. They went, yeah, 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 you've got to very much a detached retina you need to have surgery right away so then the next day i had surgery they fixed it you know and all i was concerned about was my fight career i was getting ready for another fight i recovered from the surgery and we were sparring too hard like idiots and here's how you know you're sparring too hard because i re-detached my retina and one of my sparring partners broke his hand on my head so we're definitely sparring too hard anyway i was doing some uh some press for the fight in la and i was driving home and i was driving down the five and as i was driving it was like curtains just closing it just went shh 
division went like that and there was just a little strip in the middle it was fucking bizarre so i was freaking out so this I, was post-surgery yeah 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 post-surgery so then i went in to uh, see the doctor again they said yeah uh, unfortunately scar tissue developed which just happens sometimes and that caused it to redetach so then i had surgery again they fixed that i was told to take things very very easy don't do anything that can get your heart rate up you know don't exercise or anything like that because the blood pressure might cause it to redetach so i was having to take it very very easy don't smoke weed because they do, said it messed with your eyes they, I, they never told me that no Man, my fucking doctors are, yeah, that, I could have been smoking weed the whole time you could have been smoking weed well, I, well I'm going to get to glaucoma in a minute they say that helps glaucoma don't <laughs> they because that's what fucked me up glaucoma in the end I went for a walk with my wife and my son he's only a little like three or four then and uh, I had him on my shoulders Callum Lucas you, but a, you do have a son named Callum I do yeah okay yeah yeah and um, you fight him if you want, Jeff. I, mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I, yeah, I don't have to. I wouldn't recommend it, mate. I think, I think I'm getting like a cold. Number one in wrestling or jujitsu? Yeah, he, but... He was telling me he's really good. No, he is good. He is good. So anyway, so I went for a walk and I started having a headache. And I get home and the headache now has progressed and it's fucking bad. And mm. I mean bad. So anyway... I don't know why I led face down on the floor because it just felt better. And then within an hour, the headache was like, I'm telling you, nothing you've ever experienced in your life. My fucking head was just pounding and pounding and I was screaming in agony. So my wife calls up my surgeon because we had his personal number. I said, Michael's face down on the floor. He's in fucking agony. He's screaming because I was, I was howling in agony. Doctor says, well, I'm about to go into surgery so I can't do anything but go to this doctor. So he gave me a doctor's address in Garden Grove. My wife drove me there and I walked in and they did a test to test the pressure on the eye. And a regular person's pressure is between nine and 20, mm -hmm. right? And the pressure on my eyeball was 85. And the doctor said he'd never seen pressure that high. I'm telling you, the fucking pain, it felt like my head was going to explode. First of all, they sent me to another hospital in Downey. So I go there and they said, what it is, you're, you're draining your eye. Because if you touch your eyeball, it's wet. That's because water is constantly going in. But you have a drain in your eye, so the water comes out. So it's always a fresh supply. Glaucoma is when that drain gets blocked and then the pressure in the eye is building up because of the water. So if you imagine like a balloon on the end of a tap filling with water, what's going to happen? It's going to pop. It's going to fucking pop. So they said, uh, right, go to this hospital. They can, do, they can do a procedure where they use a laser. They shoot the laser in the eye. That'll clear the drain. So I go there. That didn't work, but they sent me on my way with some drugs to, you know, fucking mong me out. Uh, so just timeline-wise, because I watched your documentary and, you, and, the, and you're driving the car when you talk about this and you're like, yeah, one thing led to another and I fucking lost my eye. Now you're getting detailed into it and this is what I wanted well, to Well, yeah, because back then I was still fighting. Yeah. So I had to fucking play this down majorly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't yeah. talk about it too much. Now I'm retired. This is after one surgery and this is how long no, since I've had two surgeries now and this is like a couple of months after that surgery mm -hmm. and I'm like feeling good starting to walk again and anyway so as I say I went to this hospital they lasered my eye they gave me some pills I went on my way I went there about 3 o'clock in the afternoon this started at 9am it got to like 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm still led in bed and I'm fucking <clears throat> just like and you that you probably don't fucking take any pain meds or nothing huh no 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 oh, fuck it I'll take whatever I can if I'm in fucking pain mate I'm not a hero it was it was bad so my wife calls my doctor in the middle of the night and he says what he's still in fucking pain he said he needs emergency surgery right now so they uh, booked me in with his doctor in Pasadena we had to leave the kids they were only young but we had no choice I had to go right then and there because the fucking pain you got no idea it was incredible so my wife we leave the kids because like Callum was like 11 or 12 you know what I mean Ellie was 10 and Lucas is like three we're like 
oh, fuck it, come on, let's go. So we locked the doors. Thankfully, there was no fire. Uh, we drive to Pasadena, and when we get to Pasadena, there's a doctor outside with two nurses, and I get there, and I'm like a bear with a sore head. I'm like, oh, fuck this, motherfucker, fucking cunt, bitch, fuck you, all this shit. Because yeah. I'm just in so fuck much Vitor pain. again. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. And then and then I go in, doctor sticks a ne- uh, needle in my eye. I got mental problems. It's not your fault. You got cracked in the fucking head pretty hard. So obviously <laughs> yeah. it affects the way you think. Needle in the eyeball. Anesthetic, pain goes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm apologizing to all the doctors. I'm like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm like, shit. Because I, I was a fucking lot. I was a lot to deal with when I got there, but yeah. I was bad. And they went, no, no, it's fine. They said, right, what we need to do is you need to put a drain in your eye. And he pulls out this little piece of plastic. He said, we're going to put this into your eye. And uh, I said, right, well, can I fight again with that? He said, Michael, don't worry about that. That shouldn't be your concern right now. I said, well, that is my concern. That's how I make a living. I fight. And he said, well, he said, there was a heavyweight champion that shall remain nameless, a boxer that we did this procedure too and he was still able to fight. I said, right, okay, fuck it. Let's go, let's do it. They put me out, you know, they, you know, they give you a drip and all that shit. You fall did they let cut. you listen to a song when you were going out? Did not, no, what was they, yours? They gave me Pink Floyd. That's com- nice. Comfortably when numb and yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a little pinprick and, yeah. and then I went out to that yeah, and I was yeah. like, I don't care if I die and fucking... It's a shit. nice feeling. It's good. Terrifying because you don't know what you're going to wake up to. Yeah, well, here's what I walk up to. Get ready for this. So I'm unconscious, obviously. Then I come round, I'm strapped into the bed and. I come around early and I start fucking freaking out, shaking like crazy. And the doctor's like, oh, calm down, calm down. We're almost done. You've just come around a little bit early. We're almost done with the procedure. Anyway, I see a fucking needle come right in. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Does that. And then the pain was times 10 than before. But before it was like a really, really bad, like dull ache, but just insane. This was sharp. This yeah. was an incredibly sharp pain. And the doctor's like, they're freaking out. Go, What's going on? What's going on? I'm like, ah, ah, the pain's like, what? Like before, as bad as before. I'm like, worse. And I'm thrashing in the bed. So then a fucking another needle comes in, more anesthetic. And the next minute, they put me back under. I come round the next day. I'm in a hotel room. I come round. And then a nurse came in and I heard her talking on the phone. And I know what happened. The iris, the colored part of your eye, is like a gel disc. And when they put the drain in, they fucked it up. This is to my understanding. I'm sure a doctor would say this is a little inaccurate, but this is my understanding of it. And the drain kind of sucked the iris into it. The iris was kind of like mingled in with the fucking drain. So they had to undo all the surgery and then redo it. And then when I came around from that surgery, I never saw out this eyeball again. And I've looked into it. Statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. Are... Well, I wanted to sue the motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What was your initial feeling when you found that out? Uh, t- no, to be honest, I wasn't too bothered. Oh, no, and then after that, obviously, I was still concerned. Before. I, mean, I of course fucking I was- cried. Like, my, mine was on camera when I realized that my eye was fucked up. And I yeah. cried before anything even happened. Then I posted on the internet for millions to watch. Yeah, you well, didn't no, give a fuck. I no, no, I, I did give a fuck, of course, because all I cared about was fighting, though. Yeah. You know, no, that's all I care about. I sound like a meathead. Is this your lead eye? This is my bad eye. South Paul? Are you f- no, uh, orthodox. So your lead eye is okay. Yeah, lead eye is good. Th- then obviously, you know, there was you know a spiral of depression, if you will, fucking of course. feeling that my life is worthless and I can't make a living and all the rest of it. And every week I'd have to drive up to Pomona, which is a good enough drive, and see a doctor and have the drips in the eye. And I'm sitting there with fucking 90-year-old patients all suffering with cataracts on death's door. And here I am in the prime of my life. And every week, same thing. You get it? No, no change, no change. And I kept going up, going up every week, hoping for a change, hoping for an improvement. And there never was. And this went on for fucking months and months and months and Dana White called me and said have you spoken to your doctor I said no and he said well I have I said yeah what did he say he said you're never gonna fight again well I never gave up hope so I kept going to the doctors and kept trying and trying and trying and I went one day and my regular doctor wasn't there 
And there was a different doctor, and it turns out this doctor had a little more clout, shall we say, without naming that names. Doctor clout. Well, this fucking guy did. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give too many details. Can we and, drop his name if he's a clout doctor? Is he a good guy? You want to see Doctor Raymond? Yeah, yeah. Because I got a, I got a few doctors. You yeah. Know, my, my one doctor. I don't want to cut your story off, but they told me well, he was the did. second best in the country, and I was like, well, who's the fucking first best? Yeah. So your doctor is he good or? or yeah. So, well, well, if you just shut up for a second, you fucking invited <laughs> me up here and fucking, you know. I want to. Talk about you said you were going to send me a car and no fucking mention of the car so we drove up here so just shut the fuck up and let me tell the story <laughs> how about that Jeff so I go up and I see the doctor and I go in one day and my regular doctor's not there yeah. and he's sitting on the chair and he's a little chair with wheels and he scoots over to me and I'll never forget this and it gave me fucking chills when he said it he said Michael my dad always told me there's two types of men in the jungle he said one man swings through the jungle on a vine and they wait until they have hold of another vine before they let go he said, the other man in the jungle swings through the jungle and they fucking let go and they hope that they catch a vine. He said, something tells me you're that second type of guy. I said, I am, dog. I am. He said, okay, we'll book a fucking fight. I said, what do you mean book a fight? He said, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. You called the UFC, tell me you can fight again. And there you go. Three months later, I got my ass kicked off Tim Kennedy. I was with, <laughs> and I was with you, you on were, that fight. Yeah. And I didn't know that you couldn't see because you didn't fucking oh, tell Oh, really? Me. Yeah. Well, no, of course. It was a massive secret. And then, But I remember going in. You told me right before you did the eye test. And you go, box, I can't see. And and you went in. And then you came back. And you're like, I'm good. And I and I was like, what the fuck? Well, because well, well, the hard part is, you know, you get cleared by a doctor. And I would cheat on all the tests. You got to see another doctor the day before the fight. When you cheat on a test. It's you have to look at the well, thing. Well, I'll tell you that in a minute. But but at the UFC, when you fight, you got to see the local doctor. They do a pre-fight medical and every and I was like, fuck. So I'm gonna train. I'm gonna do all this, and then I'm gonna fly out there with my team and sacrifice my life, and then I'm gonna get checked, and they're gonna say, no, you can't. That time I went in with Jason Perillo. Perillo came in with me. That was my coach, and I came up with a stupid, uh, quick little code. I said, look, listen. Yeah. They cover up one eye and they, and, and so they start holding leg. up fingers. I said, if it's one leg, cough. Oh. <laughs> I said, if it's two fingers, oh, give it a little yawn. If it's three, like whistle or something, you know. Fortunately, we didn't even have to do that because the guy just looked at it and it looked mangled to fuck. And he went, you can see out of that eye, yeah? And I went, yeah. Oh, and that was that. Crazy. And I was like, fuck it. Now my heart was going 10 to the dozen. Did you roll up a stack of 20s and give him, grease him a little too? No, I didn't. No, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, my eye test, we, they'll like, like make me look through the hole and say the letters out yeah yeah so that's probably the ones they do now especially after this comes out you're not gonna be like <laughs> no no well I, well I was in london and i was still trying to fight again and uh the ufc i kind of got clear but then the ufc said oh we're gonna send you through uh to a different doctor in london i was like, oh for they more sake. strict over there well as it happens no <laughs> but still anytime you see the doctor i'm like shit it's yeah. not gonna be good you know what i mean so i went to see this doctor and uh, I walk in and I'm waiting outside. There's an old Indian gentleman. And there was a the patient in there with him. It was like a very, very eccentric, like war hero. He was like 90 odd years old. And he was a lovely old man. And he was all hunched over, could hardly walk. And I'm like, because I know I'm trying to cheat on the test. I'm being the fucking nicest, most charming motherfucker to the guy, to the doctor. I'm like, hello, sir, 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 this, that, sir, yeah. that, the other fucking. Uh, this one's the bad eye. Kiss, find... Kissing ass in a big way. And the doctor says, I'm just going to walk this gentleman out to his car because he was an old guy. He said, you go sit down in my uh, office make yourself comfortable take a seat I'll be with you in five minutes so he left me in there by myself and it was an old school fucking test the vision test it was like a triangle 
on a on a stand that rotated. And I know to pass the test, you just need 2200 vision. 2200 vision is still clinically blind. So at the top of the test, let's say you got a big massive A, and then below it, you got two, and then below that, you got three or four, and then five, six, seven. You know what I mean? It gets more and more letters. Yeah. 2200 vision, you just got to know the first letter and then the two below it. So I'm like, okay, C, B, H, turn it around, D, F, E. So I'm memorizing them all. But the doctor doesn't know that I'm trying to cheat. He just thinks I'm here for, you know, as a citizen to check my eyes. He doesn't mm. know the background of the UFC. He doesn't know the UFC have made the test. So he checks my good eye first. And he says, read those letters out. So I read them all. And then he just goes, all right, read the other one. And he didn't move it. So I just, off memory, went, you know, whatever the fuck the letters were. And he goes, yeah, you passed. He said, I don't recommend you fight. He said, but uh, you've technically passed the test. And I walked out. Fucking come on! And then what, who's next? Anderson Silva? Kung Lee in, in, in Macau. And you won that fight? I did, yeah. Hell yeah. And he was on steroids as well. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'll fucking ace that shit right now. Let's not do it now. We don't got to do this shit. Don't pull this up. Yeah, all right. There, there we go. There's a video. But he saw it already. We don't yeah, have to no, no, no. Show me again. Because as I said, I didn't watch it properly. I was like, I wasn't driving per se, but I was in the car Let's moving. Say, let's give it a good watch. Let's have yeah. a look. Let's have a look at your stupidity. <laughs> beautiful scenery though, huh? It looks beautiful. Where is that? Utah. Shit. Second I got to go, I gotta go to Utah. It looks beautiful. Good eye doctors out there. <laughs> okay, that laugh's not in there. Ooh. So I, I so didn't, you go, out. Hit I didn't go out. Look, I'm swimming. See? TKO. I got TKO'd by the crane. It wasn't a KO. Dr. Soppage. So you hit the crane arm? Yes, I hit the oh, crane arm. fuck. And then they, they put Did me on Did you not that. think that through? Did you not think that when you Well, stopped? I wasn't supposed to spin that fast. As the kid swung me fast, the thing tied a knot locked in my foot. I screamed. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? We didn't stop, like, stop this fucking thing. I'm not doing this shit. And he just stopped it abruptly. And that's what the momentum yeah. swung me into wow. and smacked. And before this, I know it's a really stupid thing, but I was trying to help my friend out and, and make his comeback video yeah. really good. So before this, I was in skydiving school. I kind of had like a, a crazy mentality where I was just like unstoppable. I'm Superman. I could jump out of planes right. by myself. So this was a day after I just finished jumping out of a plane 20 times. And you touched on depression a little bit. That lasted for a while. I don't know yeah. if you're still going through it now to this day. But yeah, I dealt with it for a bit. I'm doing much better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, your documentary helped me out a lot. As an entertainer, I have to be confident. I have to be confident in myself. I put cameras right in my face every single day. Mm. And oh, I, tell me about it, because because for me, because I have this prosthetic now that I wear that obviously looks good. People looks great. People can't even tell. But I you only scared got, the shit out of me when you popped it out in the in the kitchen because I had no idea. I only got it two years ago though, and prior to that, because I you know I do some acting, so I was always going for auditions and I'd work on TV, I'd work on Fox Sports or commentating or whatever. And obviously with the eye looking the way it did. People always talk shit, you know what I mean? So as well as fucking going on an audition, when you're walking into an audition, you know, they don't want someone with a fucked up eye yeah. unless the role calls for someone with a fucked up eye. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it was a lot to deal Makes with. Makes you a bit self-conscious. Fucking right it does, yeah. I'm sure you probably look at me, you probably see this big tough guy, fucking, oh. you probably think I have no insecurities whatsoever, but I'm going to be honest. I'm intimidated. I have to be honest. You, there, there's nothing wrong with your eye though it looks great well i've had multiple surgeries I've is it the one on the on your left it's this one yeah 
yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I've done eight surgeries, but it was bad. It was sunken in at points. Oscar, you can pull up a picture. There's there's yours. And I didn't copy you at this. They said I copied you. Yeah. It's just you give a thumbs up to say you're okay. It's a, it's a normal fucking yeah. thing that people do. They've been doing it for it for years. I subconsciously copied. I think you. I was wearing a violent gentleman in that shirt. I think that was the last surgery that I did, and that's the one that was the most effective. But before that, it kept just sinking in and sinking in because the whole back of my eye socket's blown out completely. Yeah. So they had to repair that and go behind my eye and do a lot of stuff. So there could be problems in the future that i run into i don't know but nah, you'll be all right that's not the mindset to have you don't want to think like yeah, that I, I don't i don't want to think like that yeah. but i'm just letting you know that the, well the I'm, reason... I'm, I'm fucking glad you told me <laughs> 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 i can sleep better tonight no no you'll be fine man that's that's, that's the way you gotta think you can't be all doom and gloom yeah, no i could have problems down the line we all could we all could you could get fucking cancer do you know what i mean you can't yeah. think like that you gotta stay positive my friend you mm -hmm. know what i mean everything's good you, you you've got your vision you look good you've got your business you're happy you yeah. know what i mean well, you got yeah. a nice little crew of people there you got a mm -hmm. good shit going on do you know what i mean my man no need to feel sorry for yourself well right? i came home stitched up like that and i was like the next time i open this these stitches i might not be able to see out of it it might be done i don't know because you have to keep it stitched up for two weeks yeah so i come home and that's I'm what happened to my dog oh yeah <laughs> yeah no seriously i told you the story before my german shepherd bit my dog and we had to stitch up his eye for two weeks and he said when we unstitch it the eye might come back out and if we do we gotta take it out no context for the listeners though the first night i got home from a surgery i watched vanilla sky bad idea you know after a bad accident horrible movie to watch but then your doc documentary my destiny came oh, on autoplay you. and i got into the ufc probably two years ago i started off being a fan of the main guys i won't mention any names because you know i know you're you're you got a little beef going on with a couple I of got zero beef with anybody oh yeah yeah then why are you dodging mcgregor why are you running <laughs> Why are you running? <laughs> you, know, you, you know, if you actually saw McGregor, you would realize he's about the size of my leg. Yeah, you know I don't realize I mean? how big you are. Yeah, well, well, he's not that exactly. I'm a big guy. He's a small guy. He, he used to be I the featherweight champion. The featherweight. The what? weight of a feather. What's the beef over? <laughs> <laughs> there is no beef. There is no beef. It's just a little tit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no beef, but he's just a smaller guy. Was it from commentating or was it? No, Twitter? no, no, no. We, we, Twitter we, stuff? There's no beef. There's no okay. beef. Yeah. Well, we had. Not everyone gets along with everyone. Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. And certainly in the fight game, because you know a lot of drama in the fight game. It's like we're, it's well, worse we're than same. WWE. We're all we're the all. Drama. Well, it's real, isn't it? You know it's, what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's real. So is a are YouTube you a big game. WWE fan? Well, maybe when I was a small child, yeah, I was yeah. into it, but I didn't know the difference once I was. Told That's a it was good fake. answer. Yeah, because there's a lot of grown men that oh, really yeah. love it. So you liked it as a small child, fair enough, in the 80s. I also thought Santa Claus was real. Yeah, exactly. Until you mentioned God before, so that kind of blew my mind, but whatever. I still believe in <laughs> Did that, you lose your still, go ahead. faith in God when... when uh... I've never believed that there's someone in the sky, that but if you get on your knees and pray and beg for forgiveness and all that shit, they'll do something for you. Maybe I'm wrong. But you believe I... in destiny. You believe there is a higher power. No. Uh, you want to have a beer and get into I'm driving. <laughs> you're not paying me a penny. I was going to say, you're not paying me enough to do that. You're not paying me anything. So, uh, no, mate. No, well, so I came home. My eye was stitched shut. I didn't know if it was going to work again. And your documentary came on autoplay. And, I, like, you know, dealing with my confidence issues and shit like that. I disappeared for six months. I didn't tell anybody what happened to me. After the accident, we hit when, that. that. When video, was that? that when video, did that happen? We held, uh, we kept it a secret. This is about a year ago now. Okay. So we kept the whole thing a secret and nobody knew. Now I have this audience. I'm consistent on YouTube. I was probably at my prime in my career, sort of like where you were at when your accident happened. Covered the whole thing up. So nobody knew what I was talking about. Same shit as you. But yeah, then yeah. a year later, I put the whole thing out. Throughout that time, with my eyes sunken in, everybody's asking me. It's obvious there's something wrong with me. 
I just didn't want to tell anybody because I felt stupid about the way it happened. I felt like my life was over. Yeah, my career yeah, yeah, as sure. an entertainer was done. I had no hope to be funny. I, I would have no confidence because I do a little stand-up and stuff like yeah, that too. Yeah. And then I watched your podcast and I see you and your buddy going back and forth and you're doing eye jokes and I'm like, oh, if this guy could get through this. He won the world title. Now he's joking around. He's using this fucking eye for jokes and content and fucking cha-ching. You turn a negative into a positive, and that I'm like, what the fuck am I doing sitting here feel, feeling sorry for myself? Well, 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 it's a natural progression, isn't it? When something happens like that, that, that you know, there's different, not that I'm a fucking uh, therapist or nothing, but I would assume it's very natural. At first, you're going to feel sorry for yourself. Of course, you got the pain, you're in the hospital, you got to go through that, then you got the acceptance, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then, you know, try and move past it and put it behind you and just embrace it. See, I used to be very, very sensitive about it, like, like Dominic Cruz would always mention it on air. You know, when we were working together on Fox Sports, he'd like, you know, because we, we'd always get into arguments and then he'd mention, you know, something and I'd say something back and he'd say, well, you got one eye. You know, and then we'd cut to commercial break. He'll tear him in half. Yeah, he's tiny, he's smaller than McGregor. I'd say, what the fuck, Dom? What are you doing? Don't yeah. mention my eye on air. That's because I was still fighting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I wasn't trying to draw attention to it. But then once I retired, it's like, well, fuck it. It is what it is. It's part of my story. It's part of who I am. And uh, same with you. Do you know what I mean? You've got to embrace yeah, it. It is what I, it is. I saw Jake Paul did that call out video. He called you out. He put the eye patch on. That pissed me off. <laughs> no. Oh, come you're on. pissing off. You're fucking. I mean, nah, like, it's dumb. It's 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 it's. Right well, I was wearing an eye patch at the time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter though, does it? Do you know what I mean? You, what are you gonna do? You're gonna get mad at everybody that tries to take a little stab. You're giving them what they want. Just ignore it. Just. Yeah, I actually thought it was pretty funny to be honest. I did saw, you? What did he do? Yeah, he stuck his a fork in his eye or something, <laughs> right, with the eye patch on. What is that? Dirty rotten scoundrels, isn't it? Would you have it? Uh, Go another way if you could. Well, yeah, of course. I'd rather not lose my eye. But your story now, I mean, yeah, who better. won a title with one eye? Do you know what? There is one other that did it. What's his name now? Hold on. What's his name? Is a boxer? Hold on. I've got his T-shirt. My wife got it for me recently. An old school boxer from like the 20s or the 1800s, actually. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, anyway, whatever. Is he dead now? Yeah, he's dead, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to yeah, say, that'd be a good match. He'd be very old. We could good match for Triller, you. Good Triller match. put that on. Good match for you. You're trying to make your boxing debut. One <laughs> eye, 200 years old. Go after it. I think you'd still get beat. <laughs> I'll tear my fucking eye out to go after that guy. But no, I think it's great now because, you know, you, you caught my attention. And I mean, I doubt there's many people that relate because not many people have eye injuries but it really affected me and i just want to thank you for that you know well no thank you thank you no i appreciate it but um yeah i don't want to sit here and fucking stroke your dick the whole no. time and fucking really that's what i'm here it's embarrassing that's what i thought we were going to do that's the only reason I drove up. <laughs> but uh you can't let it define you there he is good old harry greb yeah but uh you can't let it define you i mean to a certain degree i guess it has defined my career but it's different you're a youtuber mm -hmm. i was fighting in an octagon so it's a little different but uh, now I want to be a, f a fighter now. Why? Which makes, because Why? of you. No, you don't be this. silly. No. I, well, how old are you? How old are you? Um, 31. 31. I'm mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed. Um, <laughs> why do you want to do that? See, this is the thing. I have a real issue with it. And no disrespect to you, and I'm not trying to disrespect you, but there's a real big trend right now, right? And you've seen this, I'm sure, Leah. I get where you're coming from. No, no, no. There, there's, and I'm not trying to take away from your private sessions either. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I don't even no, no, no. pay him. No, no, no. So listen, <laughs> we see it's a big trend, isn't it? Everyone's getting into boxing and fighting, and you've got strong men. There's fucking, there's TikTokers, there's YouTubers. They're all fighting, you know, because they see it on TV, and with the explosion of the UFC... And it looks cool and they're on TV and they get a little bit of fame and they make some money. So what you're, you're, a lot of people are being attracted to the sport and like yourself, you're talking about fighting even after you've been through a horrific injury like that. I would say to you, number one, that's the last thing you need to be doing. But secondly, there's a reason why people get into fighting. So we 
the reason why Liam and myself got into fighting is the reason why you got into YouTubing, right? You have to be cut from a certain type of cloth. Now, of course, when you look at the Jake Paul, uh, the Paul brothers, there's not a prerequisite in combat sports that you have to come from a disadvantaged background. But generally, when you scratch beneath the surface, you'll find some kind of struggle, some kind of adversity, whether it's poverty and abusive childhood, things like that. I have all those. I'm sure you do. But but that's why you choose to get into it. And, and it's who you are when you're a kid. Do you know what I mean? And you start getting into fucking scraps. You know, maybe you're from the wrong side of town or whatever. And then throughout mm -hmm. those scraps, you realize, hold on a minute, I've got something here. And then you use that to try and turn your life around because you got fuck all else going on. But now we're seeing people that they think it's cool. I, uh, hold on. You have a real good propensity for butting in right at the right time. Um, Listen. It's it's not a joke in there. But people think it's a joke. It ain't a fucking joke. In boxing, many people it's fucking so die. They look at it, they see it on TV. Oh, this is a laugh. Let's do it. Here's what you're going to be able to do in there. You're going to beat the fuck out of a guy, see him on the floor there, mm -hmm. they look up at you, their face is mangled, they got blood, their nose is splattered to pieces, and you grab them by the fucking ears and boom, drive your fucking knee right into their face. Do you know what I mean? It's nasty. It's, it's not what normal people should be doing. You can fucking die in there. You can lose eyes. I've got no fucking knees. I've got I've had neck, I've had about thirty surgeries myself. Mm -hmm. Do you know it's not a laughing matter, but it, I just see these kids now. They see it and they think it's cool, and they think we could do some celebrity matches. Yeah, they want to make some money, and God bless them. I hope they make as much money as possible. But it's not a game that you pick up and play, mm -hmm. and it's not that they're disrespecting the sports; that they're underestimating the toughness and the fucking the sacrifices you have to make to be successful. You know, percent. You know, you know what I mean? I get it. I totally get what you're saying. And it annoys me too. Yeah. You know, when you it see doesn't annoy people. me, but it's just that I, they, they don't know what they're getting themselves yeah, into. no, because they're not... But that's why, like, when he fought Woodley, I thought Woodley... Because I've seen Woodley in the gym and he knows how to punch. Yeah. And I, I don't know what, he didn't let his hands go or what. I, I didn't really watch the fight, but I mean, I expected him to do damage on the kids, you know, on yeah. Jake Paul. And I spoke to Jake Paul before it with Jeff. And he, honestly, I thought he was an asshole no, when I seen him. And I spoke to him and he was a nice lad. Yeah. And I was like, and I want him to win now. Do you know what I mean? No, after speaking to him. But I thought Woodley would do, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe the occasion got to him, I don't really know. I spoke know? to Jake and I was surprised as well. I was like, oh, this guy's all right. Because yeah. I just knew this reputation and <laughs> he was kind same, of a dickhead. You know, you know what I mean? He was going to be a knobhead. Thought, but hey, hey listen, God bless him because he's, he's done it. You know, yeah. he's applied himself. Do you know, there's, um, as I Absolutely. said, you know, he's got his coach's team the, living with him, his yeah. chef, everything. As I said, there's not a prerequisite to it. And, and Jake Paul seems to be applying himself properly and doing the groundwork and starting a career. And he's actually fighting better opposition than what a lot of a lot of boxers would if they were a legit boxer fighting yeah, 4 and no, 0. Exactly. If they're like fighting, fighting. Four, yeah, fighting people with 20 losses on the record. Do you know what I mean? Under losses, you know, yeah, coming yeah. through when you're getting brought through, that's normal, you know, in the boxing game. But uh, it, no, we're going off the topic here. Just when you were saying you want to fight, you don't need to fight. Look what you've got here. You've got a fucking successful YouTube business. You've got three million followers or uh, uh, viewers, whatever. You probably more than that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can. It's probably not going to happen, but you can die. You can get brain damage. You can be slurring your fucking words in a few years. Mm -hmm. It's not a game. Do you know what I mean? And just people see it, and now it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm an athlete. I've been training my whole life fighting. It's been part of my life. I got into YouTube in from when I got out of jail and that right. kind of blew me up. Kind of a 
different transition into YouTube and then normal people have. They get into the social media game. Sure. And I went to see the fights, the YouTuber TikTok fights, and I saw him backstage. And he's like, Jeff, we got to get you a fucking fight. What the fuck are you doing? How were the YouTube versus TikTok fights? He trained one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. That's something. (laughs) Fucking hell. And I was like, God damn. So I I got to go out with him. I got to go out with him. I walked out with the guy that he was coaching and I got yeah. in the ring and, and you got, thought it was sexy I felt that fucking energy yeah man he's better than most of them out there that are, uh, yeah yeah you know, Shh, we don't tell you him. him Liam of course he is come yeah, on exactly. the, guy's, the guy's gonna be world champion but I mean I'm honestly, not claiming that I'm listen, saying I'm gonna, I could go after I trained the TikTokers and what I, one of them I trained I didn't agree with it but money talks right <laughs> you know of course it does money and, uh, talks a lot we're still all money like so what's that God so i want to go after the money? this is this is the thing so they the event they put together was put together grand. by some moron youtuber that he thought he could just promote this event and sell a million pay-per-views without doing the traditional promotions he thought we were just going to do instagram stories and sell pay-per-views that way and 60 dollars when normally these youtuber tiktok events are 10 bucks they try to do it for 60 dollars 60 dollars and who was like the main event it was Austin McBroom versus Bryce Hall. And it didn't sell. I don't expect and you to know these sell. names. They sold 100,000 pay-per-views. They hey, promised- hey, that's not bad for Austin McBroom. Yeah, that, so that's... You know him? No, do I fuck? Okay. I'm like, Austin McBroom? Yeah, Take it on who? Right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they sold 100,000 pay-per-views at $60, $60 a pop. That's not bad. They also bad. had a lot of musical performances there. Killed? It was a big event. It was a right, big event. Right. They had a lot of other fighters on there, but they, they went way over budget. On paying the fighters, they promised four million dollar purse for the main event. Uh, seven hundred like, grand for the seven hundred grand for his guy, and then the thing went under. Paid. Nobody got paid. It's like f- you know, Fire Festival. You remember Fire Festival? Yeah, ja I do. Rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy's basically Ja Rule of the fight game now. Right. So he's not very well liked. No, absolutely. Liam. Not. Liam. He owes my boy money. <laughs> he won money. the main event, and I want to go after a guy like that. You know, it's it's a guy's a bully, and he didn't pay people. He owes my boy money. And that's that's why I can get into it. That's yeah, what, yeah. That will motivate me to get into there. Yeah, and, sure. Listen, no, fair enough. I'm not talking about you per se. I'm talking about the trend. Yeah, you know, I what I'm, I'm not. I'm not using you as an example. I'm not, and I'm not singling you out because I've just met you, and I'm sure you know what I mean. God bless you. Go for it. I'm talking about you. Just mentioned there this thing, this trend. You know what I mean? God yeah. forbid. God forbid someone was to fucking die. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they're not built for it, that's like the, the guy. If Austin McBroom, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? That. They don't understand and they don't put the time and effort in. Like, look at well, look at McGregor. His last fight broke his fucking leg. Mm-hmm. Look at Anderson Silva broke his leg. Chris Wyman broke his leg, and that's just there's many, that many girl other injuries. Last week got killed in the boxing ring. Was oh yeah, I yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. But like, but oh, look, at, I'm not talking about getting UFC. No, no, no. But look at the But let's just talk. Let's just talk about McGregor though. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that's done this his entire life and he's going out there and fucking snapping legs. He's conditioned shins, he's kicked bags, he's hit pads. He's done all the whole shit that everyone does. But mm. you can still snap legs. Look at Anderson Silva, one of the most legendary strikers the world's ever seen, snapped his fucking leg. If a guy like that is snapping the fucking leg, what do you think a fucking YouTuber is going to do that's fucking spent six weeks training down the fucking exactly. 24-hour fitness with the fancy trainer with the flash yoga pants on? You know what I mean? And then they step in, then they throw a kick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've got to be conditioned. And I'm not, as I say, I'm not singling you out, Jeff. So apologies if it's seemed that way. You want to race up right now? What's that? You want to race No, up I told you, right I got now? no knees, buddy. And I'm fucking retired. <laughs> People say that to me all the time. I was like, I, bro, bro my, my, my competitive days are I'm over. I'm just fucking around. No, 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 no. I, I appreciate what you're saying, but that's why it's YouTuber boxing and not YouTuber MMA. Because bones yeah. get broke a lot more in UFC and MMA than you do in boxing. Bones. Yes. Boxing brain cells. Brains. Yeah. Boxing brains. Well, you my know brain's I mean? already fucked. So, I mean. I know. 
<laughs> what do I got to lose, you know? Not much. <laughs> My um, fucking brain's fried. We got some fan questions, submissions. Um, these guys love eye talk over here, eye injury talk. It's obviously a big deal. So, Oscar, let's get to some questions. We put it out this morning that I had my hero coming on the show. It's nice that you insulted me so much. I feel great. I feel honored. Well, yeah. no, 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 you, you, Well, what you went through is obviously a, a real thing, and and, yeah. and God, God bless you, and, and I appreciate the kind words, Jeff. I really do. I really do. You know, but you're fucking around there. You're busting my balls as well. Let's be honest. So I'm gonna fucking bust them back. I'm the wrong person to bust balls with. <laughs> Don't think you're gonna bring me on this podcast and fuck with me. Do you know what I mean, Jeff? No, no, no. This is the because that's what you're trying to do, this mate. Is the one you that you I'm think not. you think no, I don't no. pick up on that? You think I can't I'm see that? I'm not trying that? to compare nothing No, you're trying to us. fuck about a little bit. You want to fuck about? You want to do that? You want to get Look, silly? You want to talk a little bit of shit? Be my you, fucking guest, you fought, pal. You fought after you lost your eye. And then I'm yeah. telling you, I want to get in there with a fucking YouTuber and put pillows on my fist. And you're telling me, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, because I had no choice then. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying to you, you've got a good thing going here. And God knows what else you got going on in your life. You know what I mean? I'm sure you've had a very successful run. I just, I'm at, I'm at an age now. I'm 31. When am I going to get to do this? I'm in the yeah, best shape of my life after the worst injury of my life. I fractured my hip. I was completely fucked. I didn't know if I was ever going to run up. Runyon again. I love hiking. I do it every morning. I didn't know if I was ever going to do any of that again. This guy, we've been working every day consistently for a few months now, and I'm in the best shape of my life. And I'm like, All when right. am I going to get to do this? You All know? right. Well, well, do you know what? Actually, when you say that, fair enough. And if it's something that you've always thought about, then 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 fair enough. There you because go, McBroom, you're dead. I'm coming to your house. I'll fucking wait outside till you come out. Because what you said there is what I said to my dad when I said I was going to turn professional, and he said to me, "Why do you want to do this, son?" And by the way, I'm talking. This is 2002 when it wasn't like it is now. And uh, I said, "Well, I don't want to be sitting sitting on a bar stool in a pub sometime in mid." 40 saying fuck I should have done that when I was younger so fair enough what you just said there I can't argue with that your legacy here is obviously it separates you from any other champion because of how you won the title you know I was never vulnerable when I made these videos I made stupid comedy videos I would fuck with people and, and piss them off and finally I made this real video where it was like inspiring I got vulnerable I cried on camera and it had such an effect on people it grew my fan yeah, base yeah. where I was like I don't want to put this shit out but these guys all forced me to fucking put it out and be real mm. and well, I want well, well, to continue that, that now people I wanna... appreciate that listen I'm sitting on here and I'm being fucking cocky and we're busting balls and talking a bit of shit back and forth but people do appreciate the real side because when I'm sure you know of course you're a confident guy and, but of course when you go through something like that it is it is and you've got to take a look at yourself you know and, and yeah you know it's depressing sometimes it's sad you know it's, it's real stuff to look at myself is depressing but it's depressing to look at you <laughs> even with one fucking eye today's episode is sponsored by mint mobile after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when i first heard that mint mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month i thought what's the catch but after speaking with them and using their service it all made sense there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out the retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in, in a form of a mystery fee. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk to text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, 
Go to mintmobile.com slash jefffm. That's mintmobile.com slash jefffm. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash jefffm. <laughs> All right, let's hear this fucking question. Yeah, let's go. Hi. So my question is directed at Michael. So any tips for Jeff to see what he can do to improve his boxing career? Okay. Thanks, guys. Any, Hire a new Bye. trainer. Any tips? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to say that. Uh, well, I don't know. That, that's your trainer's. No. That's your trainer's but, job. I mean, he's a great trainer. He's yeah. a fighter. He's got ring experience. He's got knockouts on his record. Yeah. But he also has a problem. He loves going to strip clubs. He takes me out at night. Neither of us drink alcohol, so we don't have a problem with booze. We do get a little carried away with our entertainment choices. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you can't burn the candle at both ends all the time. I don't know what that means, but I'm guessing that's (laughs) clear. Well, you can't be fucking and staying out all night partying and getting ready for a fight at the same time. We're having tea. We're having tea and crumpets in the fucking strip club. Yeah, yeah. We have a large audience over in the UK, and they send me little candies and stuff. And I got—I recently got a gift. Mm-hmm. It was a package of candies, and one of them was the Midget Gems. Oh, uh, uh, Midget Gems! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That brings back memories. Yeah, I was like, What are the damn, candies? This candy fucking would get canceled in in the US. And <laughs> what, then he, why the Midget Gems? Oh, because what they look like gummies guess, or something. Well, one of the words is not. Uh, I guess technically you're not supposed to say it. Oh, what midget? I mean, fuck it, whatever. That's what they're called. They're called midget gems. The candies, the candies. But I had never seen these candies and I had them on the table and he came over to my house and I've never seen this guy be so enthusiastic. He goes, where'd you get this candy? This is the best candy. And he's all freaking out like a kid over candy. Hold hold on, Liam. Did you call it candy? Sweets. Sweets. No, he said candy. He said candy. candy. Where'd you get the fucking candy, lads? Where'd you get the candy, lads? What do you call those guys with the patty haircut? Patty the baddy? Paddy the Baddy? Cat wig, is it they call it now? What's say again? They call it a cat wig. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's I've never heard it. that he's one. A, he's a DVM. Is he? Yeah. I like Paddy. Do you know him? Well, only from the UFC. Oh, yeah? Only oh, from like, chatting to him. He came on my podcast, obviously. Then we spoke to him because we do fighter meetings. Yeah. So we spoke to him there. And then obviously I saw him Saturday What do you night. think of him? I like him. Can he fight though? Fucking right, he can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He fucking fought well Saturday night. He's... And that guy could fight right here. Well, Ooh. see, see, the guy that he fought, Luigi Vendramini, I wasn't sure about this guy, but obviously, when you're commentating, you got to do a lot of research. So yeah. I started watching the kids' fights. Well, he was a black belt jujitsu, right? That guy. Good jujitsu, but more of a boxer, to be oh, honest. Yeah? And he had good hands. I watched him, and he's like, good hands. He had good head kicks. He knocked one kid out. So I was like, oh, here we go. It's it's not. It's a. It was a good entry level fight to the UFC. It wasn't a gimme, it wasn't a yeah. walk in the park, but it wasn't a killer. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, that's it, what you need, right? it, Yeah, it was a fair entry-level fight, oh. and he passed the test with oh. flying colors, but he got cracked he got a, he got with a, a left game. hook, nearly got dropped. What's going to get away from Liverpool? You're going to eating those midget gyms, is what you got to start doing. <laughs> I didn't realize what you were talking about before, and you said you shouldn't say that word. I'm like, yeah, all right. Now, that sounds bad when I say it, huh? Yeah, well, well we're I got the accent. Are they still called midget gems in England? I think they are. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're called. Yeah. They? From, from Marks and Spencer's. They don't the give Marks a and fuck over they're there. They're fucking everywhere. The corner shop. Yeah, yeah they are. Look, midget gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's not from Liverpool. No, I'm not. No, no. I'm a woolly back. No, I know. I'm a fucking woolly back. I'm a wolf. have to become a Bunch of fucking pusses in Liverpool, mate. No, Cliverell. Where's, We're gonna need to subtitle this whole thing right now. We're gonna have to <laughs> subtitle their whole fucking conversation. I know it, it's weird because when I was on the Ultimate Fighter in 2006, I was subtitled. 
now I'm the fucking commentator <laughs> for the UFC. And that's why people always give me shit because they're like, Mike, why are you talking with a Yank accent? Now, you won't hear it, right? But I do slightly Americanize some words because you get sick yeah, of repeating yeah, yourself. Same. You I have to. This guy's been here now. 10 years. His accent's getting worse. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Right to more correct now. You know, yeah, you got to pronounce your words. You more correct. Like just there, I said, you got to pronounce your words. But I say, back home, I say, pronounce your words. Yeah. And they'd be like, what? Or like, I remember I went through a drive-thru when I first moved there. I said, yeah, uh, McDonald's drive-thru, me and my manager. I said, uh, can I get two coffees, please? She's like, what? I said, two coffees, please. She's like, Still what? To me. I'm like, two coffees, please. She's like, I'm like, listen, I know I've got an accent, but it's two fucking syllables. Coffee, coffee. Can I get two coffees, please? Goes, oh, you mean coffee? I went, yeah, coffee. And she goes, what flavor? I said, what do you mean, what fucking flavor? Coffee flavored. She goes, we don't do coffee flavored. I'm like, what do you mean you don't do coffee flavored coffee? She said, we do vanilla, caramel, and strawberry. I'm like, I don't want any of that shit. I want a coffee. Said, oh, you mean original. And then I looked around, my manager was laughing his head off. Yeah, we I have say to coffee. Americanize. I say coffee and water. Because I'm from New York. I hate it. Yeah. Now, when I, I, I came out here and I heard these guys, like the Jersey Shore guys, and I was like, this is cringe. This is corny. You know, I can't talk like this. I need to speak more properly. So I try to like change my accent a little bit too. Yeah. But, you know. No, but I like the New York accent though. That's cool as hell. But I like your guys' accent. And then he heard Patty the Batty and he's like, ah, fuck this guy's hair. He's got the Beatles hair. Yeah, and it's but like, I like the hair. Oh, it makes me cringe when he talks. What was that thing he said where you were saying? I don't do offense or butts or maybes. I do absolutes. <laughs> Is oh, that what he said? Yeah, God bless him. He's hyped no, himself. No, I'm happy up. for him. I yeah, hope yeah, he yeah. Well. And like everyone, like that, and I hope they all do well. And of make course, a lot of money. That's what it's about. At yeah, the end yeah, of the day, yeah. That's why they're in it. So yeah. I'm happy no, for you see, them. I'm talking facts here. I don't do if, buts, and maybes. I do absolutes. <laughs> I mean, Who was that? <laughs> That's in Paddy. No, no, no Paddy <laughs> took that from a, a random meme. I was oh, going to say, yeah. that wasn't Paddy's voice. Oh, it's not? That's just I don't a kid on the street. I sent it to you, didn't I? I don't do if, buts, and maybes. I do I'm absolutes. Being serious. I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you know, you're doing ring interviews now in the octagon. Yeah, I've always done them. But, but, but not every time. Okay. You know what I mean? It depends. Things changed. Like John Anik used to be the guy. So if I worked with John, he would do it. And he was like, good. He, he's fantastic. He's so good. He's so professional and just, just a tremendous mind for it. But there's a pecking order. You know what I mean? Like if Joe Rogan's doing it, then Joe Rogan's the man. Uh, if I work with Brendan Fitzgerald, because he's newer to the organization, then I do them. Yeah. And then now they've actually taken, John Anik doesn't do them anymore. They've made it, only fighters can go in and do, you know, fighter commentators yeah. can interview the fighters other than Joe Rogan because he's like the fucking your, OG. Your last ring interview, it made me laugh when you oh, had Patty, Patty in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. came in all cocky because he just got his knockout first UFC win. What did I tell you, Mike? Me and you will be having this conversation after the first round finish. And what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. You almost got knocked out. You got caught with a beautiful left hook. Do you, do you know what? When I said that, yes, because he said, and what happened, Mike? And I said, well, I'll tell you what happened. You almost got knocked out. I said, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish and you finish in style. There was a lot of people on Twitter saying, what a dickhead Bisping is. He's trying to take you away from his moment. I'm like, no, no I'm not. I'm saying that you went through that adversity and you still got the win in the first That's round. Good that you said that. Yeah. But it's a little bit of banter as well. It's it was funny. Yeah. yeah. No, you did. Should, should, should we have a listen well, to this person? Person, yeah. I'm very intrigued. Hello. If you were to set up a dream boxing UFC match, who would you put in it? If I could set up any boxing match right now or between two combatants, I'd stick you 
in with Francis Ngannou. I'd we love to see that. I get a lot of satisfaction. We got something in the works. You might fucking need the other side of your face. Where you <laughs> <laughs> He's terrifying. Yeah. He's terrifying. He genuinely is a terrifying human being. Now, when we started training for the first time, I was like, let's wait to spar, wait to get hit in the face because I, I want to like test this out and let's let it heal a little bit more because it's only been a year. So he gives us a drill with me and my buddy who's a jiu-jitsu guy and we're on the ground and we're trying to just pull each other's arms out. We're both on all fours trying to pull each other's arms. And the guy reaches in for me, headbutts me right in the fucking eye, blasts me, almost cut me open. But that's another thing that goes back to what I said because, um, and Brian, you know this, Brian's been around many, many training camps and many fighters. The fight, a lot of the time, isn't even the hard part, is it? The training camps. The training camps. Most of the injuries happen in the training camps, don't they? Yeah, For accidents, sure. everything. I mean, so are you telling me don't fight and also don't work out and exercise? No, I'm, I'm saying, are you, you, what are you going to tell me next? Don't podcast and do YouTube videos? No, you can go do yoga. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something more your speed. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? I like yoga. Fucking power yo yo. That's I don't nice. Know. Nice. Do we have any more fan submission submissions? What have we, we got, Jeff? Questions. We're gonna get to one more. Three questions, Jeff. How many? How many subscribers you got? We put this oh, out this, this morning. This, this, <laughs> this doesn't bode on. well for me, does it? Three million subscribers and you're like, any questions for Michael Bisping? You get three. Hey, Jeff and Michael. It's Jane again. My question is, who is the most famous or coolest person you've met in your career? I'll let you take that one, Michael. <sighs> I don't know. So you sound like a wanker. Don't you? Do you know what I mean? If you start name dropping. Oh, I mean, maybe when you were younger, you met Muhammad Ali or something back in your day. No, maybe. no, no. Do you know what? And he's definitely not the coolest. I mean, Vin Diesel, I guess, will be up there. He's in my new Vin documentary. Diesel. Yeah, he's in my new documentary. So you got to check that one out when it comes. I think next month it gets released. You know how Vin Diesel got his start? He made his own short film. Yeah. Did you watch that? Didn't I did. On I the, did. Didn't he wear as a doorman? He worked yeah. as a doorman in New yeah. York for a while, yeah. yeah. But now he made his own short. What was it called now? I forget. Something about him auditioning. Yeah, and him he, having he was a problem auditioning. With being this big, t- like, tough New yeah, York guy. Yeah, and the color of him, it was too black, and then it was too white. Yeah. It was too this. He, he couldn't fit in. He wrote it. And it was great. Shot it himself. And Steven Spielberg saw it and then gave him a shot in uh, Saving Private Ryan. And now look at him. He's getting a fucking yeah. billion dollars a movie or something. There you whatever go. the hell there he's you making go. with those damn movies. Yeah. Coolest guy I've ever met. Oh, man. I don't know if that's the coolest guy I ever met. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to Sounds like you love the guy. Star power. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, who's the coolest guy you ever met? Coolest guy I ever met. Um, damn. This is a, a tough one. Um, <laughs> I tell you, he's cool. <laughs> fucking Mickey's cool. Even that's though he's out of his mind. Mickey's, Mickey's fucking Mickey Rock. He's cool as fuck. Uh, coolest guy I ever met in my life. Probably John Anik or... Uh, uh, Dominic John. Cruz, those guys. I don't know about Dominic. John's cool. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> just trying to say that you're co-workers. No, I know. I can't. You helped me at a really dark time in my life, so I appreciate it. It's really, no, no, it's no. An no thank you. It's to have you here on the show. It's very kind, Jeff. No, and thank you for having me here. And 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 uh, don't take offense to anything that I was saying. That's not what I was trying to do. But as I say, with with the fighting thing, and it seems like you're taking it seriously. So you know, I wish you all the best with everything. I really do, and I hope you get, find some success and find what you're looking for. You know, if you're trying to exercise some demons or just get some experience and say Demons. that you did it I, I, I wish you sincerely all the it's best it's great I do. that you what you're telling them though to be honest well it's, it's fucking real do you know what I mean and, and you've I just, done it so you can say it I mean I wanted to have this me. talk uh, you know nowadays it's everything we do if we're gonna have a conversation we might as well sell it this is what we fucking yeah, do for a living yeah, yeah. but I just wanted to have this talk with you in life at some point in my life so you know no I, I appreciate the kinds where Jeff I appreciate you having me here and uh, yeah no Wish you all the best, my you friend. You want to go fucking race up the mountain now? I told you, I've got no knees. All right, we'll go. That's no, why I we'll keep get, saying, be careful some, you what you wish some, for. You want to get some canoes? We'll have a, a row. We'll go for a row or I something. I need shoulder surgery. <laughs> I've I got a scar in my neck here. I just had a titanium plate put in my neck. I need two more put Is in my neck. Is your body all done it? 
it's fucked yeah he's still training yeah i still train not much no 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 just you know i don't do much i let's try and stay in shape you know what i mean i don't fight anymore I still enjoy it. I keep saying I'm going to come do jiu-jitsu with Brian. Come down. Old guy jiu-jitsu. Well, you, yeah, yeah. you won your title on, what, a day's notice or something? Dana two weeks. called you up and you just, two weeks. You, you just popped in the next two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. So you obviously stay in shape. I was shooting a movie in uh, uh, Toronto, Triple X, and obviously you want to look good on camera. So I was running every morning because mm -hmm. you don't want to be a fat bastard. So that kind of allowed me the possibility to do that. And then Chris Weidman got injured. Luke Rockhold needed an opponent. So I just texted Dan. I said, hey, if you need anyone, I'm your guy. And he said, oh, we love you, but Jack Ray's our first choice. So I thought, oh, well, I'm not getting the fight. So I go around to my buddy's house. We have some beers. And I wake up the next day. I'm all fucking hungover. I've got to be on set that night. So I'm walking into the gym to just sweat out the booze, sit in the sauna for a bit, you know. Mm -hmm. And then my phone starts going bing, 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 blowing up like a Christmas tree. And then someone calls, says, oh, congrats on the title fight. I said, what do you mean fucking title fight? He said, Dana Wise has just been on SportsCenter and announced that you're fighting Luke Rockhold in two weeks. I'm like, Before oh. telling you? Yeah, I didn't even know. So then I walk in the bathroom, I step on the scale, and I was like 218 pounds. Oh, you make weight? Yeah, I was 218 pounds. I got to be 185 in two weeks. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. Pushed everyone out of the way. Threw my backpack over my shoulders. I just went sprinting down the streets through uh, Toronto. And I'm running through the streets. And then Dana actually calls me. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Finally. Thanks, Dana. And anyway, we negotiate the fight as I'm running. And then I carry on running and I'm running. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so fucking typical of my career because I've wanted a title fight my entire life. And Luke Rockhold, I'd already fought him and he beat me once. And I'm like, it's against a guy that's already beaten me. And you hated I'm, the guy. I'm, I'm fighting him on two weeks notice. You know what I mean? I've always, and if I don't take this fight now after asking for it, I'm never going to get a title fight again. And if I get beat, I'm never going to get another shot and I'm going to be a joke. So I called up my uh, boxing coach, Jason Perillo. I was like, Jay, yeah. I said, fuck, man, what have I got myself into here? Not sure if this is a smart idea. He says, Mike, shut the fuck up. He said, how long have you been running? I said, about 35, 40 minutes. He said, how far you go? I said, I don't know, like four miles, four He said, so you're in shape? I said, yeah. He said, Mike, the training's been done. He said, you've been training since you were eight years old. He said, you just fought Anderson Silva a couple of months ago. He said, the training's there. It's all in the back. You know what I mean? He said, this controls everything. Exactly. The mind controls everything. He said, fuck that. Stop having those negative thoughts. He said, get on a plane, come on, and let's go win a fucking world title. What if he called you up and said, we're going to give you this title fight with Rockhold, your dream fight, but you have to get a tattoo that says, I love Rockhold. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get the tattoo? No. Fuck it, right? I'd say I'll I take can't. the fight, but I'm not fucking having a tattoo. No I agree. way. And by the way, I don't want to wrap up. I just had, I have to piss so bad. So I guess we'll call it. My true. pleasure. Well, nice to meet you, Jeff. Nice to talk to you. Nice to meet your little dog with one eye. Thank you Liam. for doing this, man. Good to see, see you, man. mate. All right. I got he used to be out on the corner. He was dealing in drugs. Got himself a barber's chair and gave us some cuts. Now he's a podcaster. His life, he'll talk about it with us. And now it's Jeff FM. Jeff FM.